Hey guys, welcome back to Questions from the Millennial Next Door with Jessica Gray. This is episode four, Am I Productive Enough? There are 36.6 million Google search results for the phrase, be more productive. The suggestions can get incredibly invasive, involving wholesale changes to your day, regimented lists, email systems, and other plans that involve an entire book to explain. And I get it, it's an important question. Am I productive enough, and how do I get better? To answer those questions, I think we need to take a step back and ask a different one. What does it mean to be productive? Productivity is defined as achieving or producing an amount or result. How incredibly generic. Maybe that explains why people call themselves productive when they do anything from answering emails to walking the dog to discovering new strains of breadfruit that will feed millions of starving children. On the path of growing into a self-confident adult, it occurs to me that we should each spend time defining for ourselves what productive means to us and make sure we're using our definition when we compare ourselves to others and ask, am I productive enough? I like to think of productivity as having two parallel tracks. On one track are things related to my well-being, and they leave me with a sense of fullness and health. They include going to the gym, cooking a healthy dinner, cleaning the apartment, decorating a new room to make it homey, and trying out a new hobby. They do not include watching sitcoms on Netflix or surfing the internet reading lifestyle articles because those usually leave me feeling empty and drained when I finish. But they do include listening to acoustic covers on YouTube because for me that is art and after I consume it I feel refreshed and energized. On the second track are achievements, which I judge by asking myself whether I will remember and be proud of doing them one month, six months, and two years down the road. The further out I think I'll remember it, the more accomplished and hugely productive I will judge myself. Emails don't qualify for me as being productive because they're meant to be a stepping stone toward an actual task. If I'm building a big PowerPoint presentation for the quarter for work, then writing emails to my boss or colleagues isn't the achievement. It's the clarity I get through those emails that helps me build the PowerPoint that is the achievement. I like this dual track because it helps me make sense of the low patches and high patches of my life. I think of it as two dogs racing along parallel tracks that are attached by a really long tether. If one of them is pulling out farther ahead of the other, At some point, his progress will be halted by the other and he'll have to wait for number two to catch up. And when I find myself restless and unhappy with how productive I've been, I can narrow down what is actually bothering me by looking at these two categories. Often, I can explain to myself that the reason I am disappointed in my progress is not because I have been totally lazy and not contributing to anything, but rather that I put too much focus on one track and just need to rebalance my focus between the two. This also helps keep me from comparing different types of productivity that shouldn't be compared because they're both important. It helps me turn a feeling of helplessness into something more empowering. It also happens, in my opinion, to be a truer version of events. However you define productivity for yourself, the second half to this question is how you measure it. This is the final step that gets you to an answer to am I productive enough? I think the way most people set productivity goals is they look at what other people have achieved and place their peg in the same vicinity. That's a fine way to start goal setting as long as you are aware that you may be comparing to someone who is devoting more than the usual amount of time to that particular area, that they may be spiking hard in that one area. I think there is significant natural variation in outcomes due to things that are outside our control like timing and colleagues. For this reason, 
I like to set my goals as ranges, where the upper range is something set using the method we just talked about, and the lower bound is set by the same tool I'll borrow from last week's episode, asking myself to compare my current level of achievement with my past performance. Am I better now in that area than I was two months, six months, or a year ago? The answer should be yes. If the answer is no, the next question I ask is whether there was some sort of acute issue that occurred that means I should cut myself some slack, like a sick family member or a really rough period at work that affected you know, my ability to go to the gym. If an acute issue affected the time period I've chosen, I try to widen the time period for a more balanced measurement. And if the answer is that there wasn't any acute issue, then it's probably fair to conclude that I could have been more productive. Taking the time to think about my own definition of productivity has protected me from the need to copycat every time I see someone around me running around in a whirlwind of activity. It lets me see that they're doing what they deem productive, but it's not necessarily what I deem to be productive, and not necessarily the level or type of productivity that I want to set for myself. Measuring my productivity with the range we discussed helps keep me honest with myself, because I do believe there needs to be some kind of accounting to keep myself moving forward. And undoubtedly, there will be times where I come up short. That's incredibly demoralizing, and having a way to troubleshoot and improve things helps me move out of that phase as quickly as possible. So what causes us to fail to meet our goals, or to be less productive than we hope to be? I often find I've failed to meet a goal because I've been too lazy with the setup of the goal, or I've set too many goals. If I've failed to meet several goals at once, then I try it and cut the load by half and take baby steps to focus on just one or two. The way I see it, some progress is better than none at all. And the most important thing to me is not that they all get accomplished right this second, but that they all get accomplished in a reasonable time frame. And to do that, I need to build momentum. So cutting my goals in half is a quick hack I can use to ease the ramp and help me build the momentum I need. When your car gets stuck in a rut, you don't think about how fast the fastest car can drive and how you should be going that speed as well. You focus on getting out of the rut and then building your speed back up. As for setup, I think this is a widely underappreciated aspect to any goal. 90% of what you do in the execution phase lies in your planning and the habits and routines and environment involved. If you aren't planning any of this out, you're playing life on hard mode. In setup, I try to take the task I want to accomplish and break it up into tasks as dead simple and mindless as the time waster activities we all gravitate toward. My task list needs to consist of steps as easy as type in Netflix and click play. So if I'm writing a book, the task can't even be things like pick a title or write 500 words on day one. It has to be make a list of 30 titles and pick one, or try out three different opening paragraphs. If that seems like a lot of work, you can take heart in the fact that as you gain momentum, you can often zoom up to a higher level picture. But set yourself up for success by planning at ground zero in tiny, tiny baby steps and see if that helps you get the momentum you really need to get going. At the early stages, what matters most is not how much you accomplish, but whether it is helping you build even a little bit of momentum. The final step in setup is to have a backup plan for when you get the desire to wander off and do other things. When you feel the impulse to interrupt your work to check out Reddit, what is the habit loop you can substitute right away? It might be going into the kitchen to get a glass of water. It might be smelling a tincture of lemon to give you a jolt to wake up. It doesn't matter what the substitute activity is as long as you have it and it works for you. So that's how I think about productivity. How about you? How do you define productivity and what tricks do you use to stay on task? 
Share your thoughts at questions from the millennial next door dot wordpress dot com.